want to focus uh, my words tonight on one verse from a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, which is a church he actually started. But before you listen to me, I want you to watch this clip just to give you an intro. Hello? Hello? I'm looking for my wife. I love you. You? But just had shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. could just close in prayer now, couldn't we? And uh, you'd all feel good. Uh, I don't want to spoil that Tom Cruise moment where he says to Renee Zellweger, you complete me. But I do want to talk tonight about the God who completes everything he ever does. The God who completes me and you and everything else. In the key verse I want to look at tonight, Philippians 1.6, it says, being confident of this, that God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul starts with the words, being confident of this, he says, I'm absolutely certain of this. That God who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. You know, these days, if you were say, to say to me, what's the quality of God that means the most to you, Graham? It may surprise you that I wouldn't talk about God's love or God's grace or God's goodness or God's kindness. I would talk to you about God's faithfulness. God is faithful. God is reliable. God is absolutely trustworthy. Whatever God starts, God finishes. God never gives up on anyone. Now, it's part of the very nature of God to start things. The first words in the Bible are, in the beginning, God. God started the world. God started human life. And in this particular verse in Philippians, Paul wants to say to the church of Philippi, hey, just let me remind you, it wasn't me who started the church at Philippi. It was God. And I could remind you that no matter how this church started, ultimately behind it, it was God who started this church. And whatever God starts... God finishes. And that's very different to human beings. Have you ever started a project and got halfway through and thought, well, this is a lot more work than I thought? You started a degree at uni and not got through? You started a building project and not got through to the end? You decide to clean up your room And you get partway through and you think, oh, no, this is going to leave it. Human beings inevitably start things but don't complete them. On a more significant level, a young couple get married and have lots of hopes and dreams. But then the relationship goes astray. One or both of them don't live up to the vows and they end up giving up on the marriage. 
The couple have some children and they have huge hopes for the children but somehow or another the child or the parent disappoints or does things and the relationship breaks down. We human beings often start things and we don't complete them. And when that happens with relationships, in a marriage, in a family, when a friend lets you down, when it happens in relationships, the results are always devastating and damaging, as some of you, some of us know. In this passage, Paul wants to say, let's just get one thing straight. God is fundamentally different to human beings. God redefines loyalty and trust and commitment and reliability and faithfulness. Whatever God starts, God finishes. God completes things. Now, I don't want you to interpret that in a way that says, oh, that's pretty good because God started something in my life and now I can just put my feet up, I can do whatever I like because it's up to God to finish. No, earlier in this passage, Paul talks about the fact that we are partners with God and what he says is in life, in the church, everywhere, there's a part for God to play and there's a part for us to play. God can be 100% guaranteed to do his part perfectly well but we have a part to play as well. The amazing thing is the God who does his part well empowers us 100% to do our part, but we still have a role to play. The God who began a good work in you wants to bring it to completion. Whatever God starts, God finishes. And I want to look tonight at the implications of that verse for three groups of people. First of all, I want to talk to people who are just starting to think about Christian things. Maybe you're here uh, tonight for the first time. Maybe you've been invited here and you're just too polite a person to say, I'm not that interested, and so you sort of come along here under sufferance. I want to say we are so glad that you you are here because this verse has a message for you. You see, whether you realise it or not, there is a reason that you are sitting in this church tonight. And the reason is this. God has begun a good work in you already. Isn't that incredible? Over seven and a half billion people in the world and God loves you and God has brought you here tonight so he can begin and continue a work in your life. And ultimately, God wants to transform your life by letting you encounter his son, Jesus, who changes lives. Remember the clip with Tom Cruise and Rene, where he says, you complete me? Well, let me tell you this. You can try anything you like. You can go anywhere you like. You can do anything you like. There is nothing you can do and no person you can meet who will ever complete you. They're not meant to. You know, when I was at primary school, I, I thought, if I could just get a five-speed bike, I would be complete. I would never ask my parents for anything else. That's all I needed, a five-speed bike. And I got a five-speed bike, but it didn't complete me. And then in high school, I thought to myself, if I could just get a date with Janice Simpson, I will be complete. Well, I got a date with Janice Simpson, but I wasn't complete. And then I thought, if I could just get a car, I'll be complete. No, 
And then I thought later on, when I was finishing uni, if I could just get married. Well, I went on and I married that Janice Simpson. But she didn't complete me. And she's sitting right there. So before you think he's in big trouble when he gets home, let me just say what a wonderful wife Janice is <laughs> and how deeply I love her. Do you see what I mean? When we have kids, I'll be complete. When we get our first house, I'll be complete. You might be thinking, when I get to uni and get that degree, when I meet that person, when I go on that trip, when I get that job, nothing will complete you. Let me tell you this, though. When you, when you realise how much you matter to God, the creator of the world, how much you matter, and when you realise that God sent Jesus to die just for you to give you a fresh start in life, and when you respond to Jesus and follow him, you will be complete. Being complete is knowing you matter to God and living in relationship with God. Being complete is in a vital, growing relationship with God. Being complete is having a clean conscience and know you're forgiven all of your failings. Being complete is having a purpose to live for and following it. Being complete is knowing that God has given you gifts and abilities so you want to serve others. Being complete is knowing that when you go through difficulties and problems, which we all go through, God is faithful and is with me. Being complete is laughing in church, worshipping God, serving others. Being complete is not being afraid even of the ultimate fear, death, because you go to be with God forever. That's what being complete is. And if you're here tonight, it means God has begun a good work in you. And the only question is, are you going to cooperate with God? And my advice would be to you, the sooner you cooperate with God, the sooner you will be complete and fulfilled because now God has begun a good work in your life. He's going to keep harassing you and hanging on to you until you respond to him. Sure, a person ultimately can reject God, but if there's any opening, God's going to keep on coming to you and pouring out love to you and saying, please come back to me. So if you're in that category of just thinking about all of this Christian stuff, here's my suggestion. It's 35 days about till Easter. Would you pray each day, God, please reveal yourself to me? That's all. 35 days, at least give it a go. God, please reveal yourself to me. And maybe decide, I'll come to church for those weeks, or I'll pick up the Bible and read it a bit, or I'll talk to some people. At least give God a chance. God, please reveal yourself to me. The second group I want to talk to are people who are already Christians. God who began a good work in you will bring it carried on to completion. What does it mean? The first thing it means is that God has begun a good work in you as a Christian. Because there are so many people out there who think of Christians as bitter lemon. And they think of Christianity as something designed to squeeze every ounce of fun and goodness out of life. And sometimes people go to school or uni or work and they meet a Christian who is rigid and self-righteous and legalistic and frankly boring. And they think, do I have to be like that to be a Christian? God has begun a good work. Christianity is a good work in your life. 
It means you can be forgiven the past. It means you can walk through life with God. It means the future is assured. But if you're a Christian, God who begun a good work in your life wants to bring it to completion. God wants to keep on working in your life and make you more and more like his son Jesus. Paul elsewhere talks about God wants to fill us with his spirit and develop in us the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And here's the list of the fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Now fruit develops over time, doesn't it? But what this verse is saying is over time, God who started a work in all of you who are Christians wants to bring it to to completion and produce in you all of that fruit of the Spirit. God wants to make you a more loving person in five years' time than you are now. God wants to make you a more patient person in five years' time than you are now. God wants to make you a kinder person than you are now. God wants you to have more self-control than you do now. God, who begun a good work, wants to complete it. There are two other aspects of this for those of us who are Christians. First, this verse says, God who begun a good work will carry it on completion. It means God never gives up on anybody. You know the truth about me? I've been a Christian for quite a while now. But I still do things and say things and think things that break the heart of God. And sometimes I do some of those things and I think to myself, I know, I bet that's the straw that broke the camel's back and God's going to write me off now and say, Humphreys, you're useless, forget about you. God never does that. God never gives up on anyone. No matter how frequently we fail, the amazing faithfulness of God is God says, come back to me, I'll give you a fresh start. God never gives up on us. The second aspect of this is, not only does God never give up on us, but God's going to keep on working on us until we do mature and grow. It means that when we sin or disobey God or fail, don't for a minute think that God's just going to brush over that and say, that's okay, I understand. The nature of God is that God's going to keep convicting and convincing us and drawing us back to himself. So let me be really candid for a moment. It's just possible in a big group like this that maybe some of us are playing things a little loose in the ethics department at school or uni or work. Maybe some of us are just not being truthful about some things. Maybe some of us are crossing sexual boundaries. Maybe some of us have unreconciled relationships or we're speaking about people in ways we shouldn't speak about them. Or we're losing our temper. This verse says, says, don't think that God's going to wink at that and ignore it and say, that's okay. This verse says that God who began a good work in you is going to keep convicting and convincing you and encouraging you and imploring you and challenging you to change. And your choice is whether you're going to respond. And let me tell you from experience, you're outmatched and outgunned. God will mercilessly and relentlessly keep haranguing you. You can keep resisting God if you like, but it's not much fun. Or you can wave the white flag and surrender and say, God, I just want to be your person. I want to be full of the fruit of your spirit. 
You see, the, tr- the truth is Christians are sort of between a rock and a hard place. Christians can't go out and out and out sin and enjoy it because you feel convicted. But you can't enjoy God fully unless you're totally committed to him either. The good news is there is a God who wants to complete the work that he's begun in you. And the best thing we can do is cooperate. So I would say to those of you who call yourselves Christians, would you say for the next 35 days, God, please reveal yourself to me and show me what you want me to do and be. And the last group I want to speak to is the Coro Church. People who call this church home. God who began a good work in you will carry on to completion. Applying Paul's words to this church, it's saying because God started this church, you can be confident that God is going to sustain this church and build this church and complete this church. That's what God's going to do. So what's our role? As I said before, we are partners. We can't just sit back and say, well, God, you do it all. You sustain the church. You build the church. You grow the church. There's a part for us to play. We're partners. And I would be saying to you tonight, just remember how important the message we have is. The truth is, There are plenty of people just out there who are facing Christless eternities in hell because they don't know Jesus. And I would be saying to you, as long as there's one person out there who doesn't know Jesus Christ, there is work for this church to do in bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to this community. How are you going to do that? It's not for me to tell you, but let me just give you eight quick words for you to think about. Do something. I can't tell you what you should do, but I can tell you, you ought to do something. Risk failure. You know that phrase, failure is not an option? It's ridiculous. Having a go is not an option. Have a go at some things. If they work or not, doesn't matter. Have a go. Do something. Risk failure. Brave ideas. Pray together, discern together, come up with some brave ideas of things to do. I always say, if if you're going to reach people no one else is reaching, you might have to do things that nobody else is doing. And be courageous together. Together you can achieve a whole lot more. So you might want to pray for the next 35 days, God, please reveal yourself to our church. My time's up. One last thing. You might be sitting there saying, Graham, right now it's okay for you to talk about God's doing a good work in my life, but things aren't that good in my life right now. My health's not that good. Work and study's not that good. Finances are useless. Relationships aren't working out. How come God doesn't seem to be doing a good work in my life right now? Why is it such a mess? It doesn't seem to be coming to completion for me. Notice the verse, God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This verse is not saying to us as Christians or non-Christians, whatever, look, follow Jesus, everything will be okay. 
It is not promising health and wealth and good times because tough times come to all of us. But what it is saying is even in the toughest of times, God is faithful. God will be with you. God will be at work in your life. And you may not actually see some of the results of that until you meet Jesus face to face. Elsewhere, Paul put it like this in the Bible. We're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. The things we can't see now will last forever. When things get tough, when things are discouraging, when you feel defeated, remember, the God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You may have heard the story about how at the end of World War II, General Eisenhower returned from Europe to New York and he was hailed a hero. When he got off the plane in New York, there was a massive crowd waiting for him. There was a ticker tape parade through the city. There were bands playing. There were huge placards saying, Welcome home, Ike. All of these people cheering. On the same plane, there was a man who'd spent his entire life being a missionary in Africa. And he was coming home a broken man. He was in poor health. His wife and kids had all died in Africa from typhoid fever. And he was coming home broken. And as he got off the plane, he looked around at the crowds and the placards and he began to feel really sad and he thought to himself, you know what? There's not one person here to meet and welcome me home. Not one. I wonder if I did the right thing, giving up my life and going all the way to Africa and serving God because there's nobody to welcome me home. And just as he thought that, he felt God tapping him on the shoulder and saying to him, it's okay, my son. You're not home yet. Being confident of this, the God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. And all God asks is that we cooperate with him. So let's pray together for a moment. If you're here tonight, it means that God has begun a good work in your life. Even if you're here for the first time, God has started a work. Do you realize the miracle of that 7.5 billion people in the world and God has brought you here? Would you just in your mind just say, thank you, God, that you care for me. Thank you that you want to do a good work in my life. And tonight I want to encourage you to make a response to God. If you've never committed your life to Jesus, you might even want to say tonight, God, God, I want to be complete. And so I do believe that Jesus came and died for me. And tonight, Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my leader and saviour. And if you're already a Christian, 
you can save yourself a whole lot of heartache by surrendering your whole life to God tonight. So would you pray, God, I want to cooperate fully with your good work in my life. I give you permission to take over my whole life. Please fill me with your spirit. Loving God, thank you that you are a great God, that you are faithful and that you are reliable. And we pray these prayers in the name of Christ our Lord.